so this week or these last couple of weeks we've been kind of out of the loop or y'all have been out of our loop or you know we, we haven't been there for you and for that we apologize <clears throat> of course uh, a lot's happened in these last couple of weeks and I think it'd be kind of foolish for us to try to cover everything we'll talk a little bit about some of the big things we'll touch on Brexit a little bit um, we'll talk about uh, Hillary Clinton and the her interview with the FBI on Saturday, as well as the couple days before where Bill Clinton met with Loretta Lynch, uh, Attorney General, um, just happened to run into her at an airport. Uh, and so there's, there's been a lot of this happened, so we're not going to deeply discuss everything, uh, but we're going we're gonna to talk about this and that. It's going to be a fun episode. Uh, we're just going to discuss why, uh, you know, why we're still paying attention to what's going on and why we don't have a, uh, you know, a lack of interest because we don't have a dog in the fight right now between Trump and Clinton. I think we can talk a little bit about why it's still important to, you know, stay up to date on everything because whether or not we have a candidate we like, we still have uh, politics and we still have things going on that are important that we need to address. And so Luke and I will do that today. Um, And I think first we're going to start off, you want to talk about Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch? Sounds like a plan. And their, uh, their, um, what would you call it? Just Rendezvous. Oh, I thought it was a pure coincidence, a serendipitous occasion, where they happened to land at the same airport and meet each other and have a friendly chat about grandkids and stuff like that. Fancy seeing you here, Loretta. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. It was was pure happenstance. Um, Have you seen a picture of my grandkids lately? Yeah. Well, did you hear what Ben Shapiro said? Yeah. <laughs> about Bill yeah. Clinton's. Bill Clinton's probably got plenty of grandkids that he doesn't want to talk about. That's true. Besides the grandkids that he might talk about. I like uh, uh, Andrew Clavin calls uh, Loretta Lynch blandly sinister. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I, I only listen to Clavin every now and then. I'm not a, yeah. That's a good one. I'm like not a faithful listener of his, I don't suppose. Yeah. I like it pretty um, good. Um, when it, well, the interesting thing about the Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch meeting is that it's so obviously, you know, set up, and it's so obvious that, you know, they were meeting to talk about... And it might not have been... I'm not going to assume it was a, hey, if you... It, it could have been a, hey, if you don't pursue charges against Hillary, Hillary will have a position for you in the White House... I mean, it it very easily could have been that. I think it's more likely, hey, we're going to have a position for you over at the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, I mean, it could be any of those things, but uh, I think it's also probably pretty likely that Loretta was probably just kind of filling in on what's going to happen. Because I think by now she knows what's going to go down and everything. Yeah. And she might have been doing some wheeling and dealing, but I think it's kind of just uh, let Bill in on 
and let the Clintons in on. Here's what's going to go down. Because obviously here's... they can't keep emails safe. Exactly. So they're just going to meet in person in private with no cameras or anything. And she, I think it was more of an explanation. That's the impression I got. I didn't... And I wouldn't be shocked. They're, they're, the Clintons are the most corrupt people on planet Earth. I wouldn't be shocked if they were buying their way out of it with positions and things like that. I mean, but there, I, there could have been a suitcase full of money. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, but definitely... At the very least, it was Loretta Lynch like doing a favor to the Clintons and saying, you know, here's what's going to happen, and explaining the timeline, explaining uh, how they were going to handle it. I mean, I think, more or less, it was a strategy session between the two of them yeah, about, that seems about when right. this is going to come out, how you're going to respond, how we're going to respond. I mean, it's very clear to me that it's just an image meeting, kind of, of well, how yeah. we're going to mitigate the damage from all of this. It's like on Saturday, Hillary Clinton goes and interviews with the FBI for the first time for three and a half hours. It just happened to be that the week, the during the week prior that the, the, the Attorney General met with Bill Clinton. It's not like they already knew. She, or she might have said, here's what we have on you. Uh, this is this is what she needs to say. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think she said Hillary's doing her interview with the FBI in a couple of days. Because obviously they did it on the 4th of July weekend to bury it as best as possible. Yeah, a long weekend. Did it on Saturday Yeah, on the during summer. a long weekend. Right. I mean, it couldn't be more, you know... I, it, it's not... It couldn't be more clear that this is definitely being set up and being... I mean, they know how to do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the media's going to bury it anyways. Yeah, but it's best to bury it on a... Because if anything happens today or tomorrow, no news breaks on Sunday, ever. You know, there's no news on Sunday. Uh, so even if something did happen, it wouldn't be talked about. Right. You know? And then Monday's 4th of July, it's a holiday. We're not going to bring it up during that. And then you've got... And then by Tuesday, it's old news. Yeah, I mean, so they they know what they're doing. They know how to do it. Oh, um, they're smart. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of I agree with you that it's probably just it was a strategy meeting. It was. And don't get me wrong. I mean, she probably does have a position waiting for her at the Clinton Foundation. Loretta Lynch does, but she's just uh, you know got a philanthropic heart. Exactly, exactly. Um, but there is, there was, from the Bill Clinton meeting, which we're recording this on Saturday, so we don't know anything about the Hillary meeting except for that it happened. And I really don't think we're going to know anything else about that for a little while. But I do think that the timing um, of this interview, I think David Axelrod tweeted, the timing of this interview is good for Clinton because it's after she secured the nomination and it's before the convention. And so, it's going to get drowned out. Because if it was during the campaign, after before she put Bernie away, this interview, anything that's going to happen, it was before she put Bernie away, then the Democrats might have dumped her, you know. Or yeah. Bernie might have gotten a huge amount of support out of that. Well, they know what they're doing. They know the timing. Yeah. And it's before the convention, so she's going to have time to rehabilitate, essentially. Right. Get her image back. <laughs> Back they, to terrible they, instead of super terrible. They know what's going on. They know how to. They know how to work the system. Yeah, I mean, and, and, it's, and it's smart. They have a. They have a. 
they have the both sides. They know what's going on in the FBI. Or they know what's going on at least in the Attorney General's office. And they know what's going on with the Democrat National Committee. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. The, if it wasn't for uh, he who must not be named on the Republican side, this would be the easiest election ever to win. Because Well, maybe that's what that meeting that Bill Clinton had with Donald Trump was about. Yeah, I, we talked about that a little bit when... Uh, not on the show, but I mean, it was talked about when it first happened, when Donald Trump first ran, and there was speculation of, he met with Bill Clinton before he ran, he's just trying to mess up everything in the Republican Party, and now that he's our nominee, nobody will say that. Everybody's going to say, well, you have to get behind him to beat Hillary, we have to support Don- Donald to beat It's amazing, Hillary. Bill Clinton can meet with people and then things happen. Yeah, I know, it's like a... I don't know, he's just a... It's just coincidences abound around and, Bill. And why is Donald Trump running such a crappy campaign? He's not even trying to win. No, I mean... Like, he's been in I, Scotland... Well, to be fair, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it would look different. If he was trying really hard, and if he wasn't trying at all, I don't know how different it would look, because he's so incompetent. I mean, he'd probably I be don't at least know in, how different He'd probably it would be at look. least in Florida. He's got his house there. Yeah, he's not. Oh, in a swing state. Yeah, I mean the swing states that he's visited in the last week are Texas and Scotland. Yeah, Maine. <laughs> Maine. I don't, he, he's the worst. He's the worst campaigner of all time. You've he's got, got you've got to think there's somebody in his campaign who knows this, this is stupid. I mean, well, just I mean, anybody that's got a brain knows that. Okay, this is probably not the best idea. Well, he hired um, one of Ted Cruz's people, did he not, to run the campaign? Yeah, I think so. I so he knows what he's doing, but at the same time, he can't tell... I don't think there's anybody in the campaign that can tell Donald what to do. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the major downfall of the Trump campaign. If if we buy the fact that it's a serious campaign and he wants to win, the major downfall is he can't tell Trump what to do. Yeah. And if it is not a serious campaign, then th- there's no difference. Yeah, if Donald Trump was trying is, to help Hillary to win, he wouldn't do anything different than he's doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the bad thing. We're you can't tell the difference, so that's that's obviously not. Yeah, I mean, not good. <laughs> any other candidate, you'd be like, oh, they're trying and they're failing so hard. Right. But with Donald, you have to say, hmm, does he, does he mean want, to do this? Does he want <laughs> Hillary to win? Like, yeah, it, yeah. So. The Republicans chose the worst candidate ever. Yeah. I mean, not only would he probably be the worst president ever, he is the worst candidate ever to run for president in a major party. Yeah. You know, just, he knows nothing about... Like, that's the thing. It, okay, it's January of next year. Donald Trump's being sworn in. He goes in the Oval Office. What does he even do? Does he even know what to do as no. president? I mean, he has no idea. His people don't have any idea either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whoever his VP is, if it's Chris Christie or somebody like that, they might have some idea of what being president might be about or what it might be like. But he he doesn't have a team. He doesn't have people that know what's going on. They don't know what the president... He doesn't... Donald Trump clearly doesn't know what the president does. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, I think, know, he doesn't know much of the functions of government. Yeah. I think in a debate, if you had, you know, Donald Trump, 
Hillary Clinton, Gary Johnson, and then some third party like regular conservative or even like a Mitt Romney or something, right? Right. If you had a debate and all the questions in the debate were just, you know, ninth grade civic questions, Donald Trump would look so stupid and so foolish that nobody would vote for him. Except for the people that the other people who don't know. The other people people who don't don't know ninth grade civics. Exactly. He doesn't know what the Okay, Republicans, we're going to nominate the person for president who doesn't know what the Supreme Court does. When he was asked what the Supreme Court, or what, it, what, what he, he wanted in the Supreme Court justice, he said somebody that would uh, pursue the Hillary case. The guy is an idiot. Like, I get the argument of he's not Hillary and we have to vote for him, but I don't get anybody that tries to say, well, he's, he's he'll be a good conservative and he'll nominate good judges and he'll be, you know... He'll govern correctly. Like, you know, he, he has no earthly idea what constitution is, you know, or what's yeah. in it, or who, what his job is, or anything like that. Yeah, he doesn't know. He has no clue. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton, she knows all that stuff. She just doesn't have any respect for it, and she doesn't care for it. Yeah. So we're, so we're just in the choice of somebody that, that doesn't like the United States and is, you know, trying to change the United States and Hillary Clinton. I, I say it's evil Obama. Because, I mean, Obama, he doesn't strike me as just an evil person. Like, I don't H- think he's like a Hillary good person, is. but I think Hillary Clinton's an evil person. Like, she's yeah. like, sold her soul to the devil kind evil. of person. Like, no, there's, there's not one redeeming Obama's quality. misguided. Well, I think Obama, I don't, I think everything he does is bad. For America, yeah, but I mean, I think he. he and I don't think he consist- likes America, but at least yeah. I, but I think he's. I think he legitimately thinks it's a good thing to do. I think he's. He thinks he's doing good. I don't think Hillary Clinton can even pretend that she's doing good, or think pretend like she thinks she's doing good. She does want to destroy the United States. She really does. But she wants to destroy it for her own money, basically. Yeah, she's for her own power. Yeah, I don't think Barack is nearly as corrupt as Hillary. And I don't think he's like squeaky clean or anything. I just think oh, Hillary he's super is corrupt. so. Yeah, Hillary's just so. It's all about Hillary. Yeah, the Obama, the Obama administration is super corrupt. Yeah, but I don't think Obama is as corrupt as Hillary Clinton personally. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. I really do. Right. I think they're both terrible. Um. So you touched on it just a second ago. Um. Looks like it's gonna be. Uh, a Chris Christie VP for Donald Trump. And yeah. it could possibly be Elizabeth Warren uh, uh, for which, Hillary. Which Elizabeth Warren nickname do you like best? Pocahontas, Focahontas, or Liawatha? I'm, I'm... I like Liawatha. I do too. I do too. I, I, I mean, but when when Trump first said Pocahontas, I thought that's it was hilarious. literally the funniest thing I'd heard him say. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, and I think sometimes Trump is, you know, really funny. And I mean, that, really that some, was that was that was that made me laugh. That if was Trump did nothing between now and November except for make fun of Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren, if he just said Pocahontas and Crooked Hillary from now <laughs> until November, by November I might be convinced to vote for him. I really might. Yeah, I mean, just to stop talking about his stupid trade. Yeah, plan. if he doesn't talk about anything except for Crooked Hillary is bad and Elizabeth Warren's a liar, that's all his line of attack. And he doesn't try to say anything good, then 
Yeah, I'll vote for him. And if he says things like "We're fighting radical Islam," if that's all he says, then I and by got November to I might fight radical Islamic terrorist. It, I, I can't. I mean, I don't like to listen to Donald Trump speak because he's full of non sequiturs. He's full. And of, um, that's all he's full of. Yeah, and I mean, he just babbles. Yeah, but it's. I'd rather listen to that than listen to him do a teleprompter speech. No, I wouldn't. Really? I think the teleprompter speeches are fine. I really... I, I mean, just, if they're not super long, I think they're fine. Yeah, it's just... I, don't I know. would rather listen to... It's just to grading, because you can tell he's just reading it. Like, it's like... It's like well, me I, for re- me, it seems more structured. That I don't like I guess the, it's structured. But yeah, I, I just... I, I don't like the... It's just like... He's I, he reading doesn't it. read it well. He's, he's like, very bad at like, it. But I like it more than his... his our campaign is... Based on defeating mm. radical Islamic terrorists, and we will believe me. He'll throw he'll throw in a believe, believe me. me. But yeah, I mean, and when he's on the teleprompter, I agree he's very bad at it. Like just from a technical standpoint, he he really stinks. But I think it's still more pleasant than listening to his hour and a half, two hour rambling sessions where. He says the same thing and he doesn't make any sense. Like that to me is more but I will take both of them over listening to Hillary Clinton say anything. That's that's true. She's she if Donald Trump wasn't the worst candidate ever, Hillary Clinton would be the worst candidate ever. How awful is that gonna be? It's Chris Christie, Donald Trump. I mean, Chris and Christie's, Elizabeth Warren. Chris Christie uh, how and how does Chris Christie come out looking like the best out of the four? <laughs> <laughs> Four people on stage, and my favorite one's Chris Christie. You've got a you got a poor lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That that. I mean, and that's a good point. And we don't know to be Chris Christie. That's the rumor now. I think it's kind of the only person who will take the job. I think there's three people that will take the job: Newt Gingrich, Chris Christie, and Mike Huckabee. That's gonna be the shrill white women versus the fat white men. Yeah, I mean that's so. Those are the only choices. I don't. Trump could pull out. I th- I think one reason Trump hasn't picked one yet is I'm, he's not exactly sure that he's wants to be the nominee still. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he's still kind of battling back and forth in his mind of what he whether he really wants to do it. I think we I, I really think people made fun of him for his speech in Scotland about his about his golf course and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I really felt like at that moment he felt so at home talking about his property and his like I, f- I feel like that was kind of a glimpse into what he really is. He just he likes talking about himself. Yeah. But he he knows so much about his property. Like he actually knows about this stuff. Yeah. So it's easy for him to talk about. It. He enjoys it. And nobody's really talking, asking him. You know why is, you know, he's, nobody's questioning him on it. I, th- I feel like he felt really comfortable. I think that's why he talked about it so long. He was like, everybody's listening to me right now. Everybody's hanging on my every word. And this is what I really want to talk about is this golf course and how great it is and what a great job I did with renovating this lighthouse and all this crap. And yeah. I feel like he thought everybody's hanging on my every word and I'm gonna t- I'm this is important and I'm gonna tell it to him. Well, it's important because that's where he makes his money. Exactly. Yeah, and he needs to continue to promote the idea because when he loses, he needs to continue to promote the idea that he's a great businessman. Because I think he kind of sees... I think Trump sees the writing on the wall. I think he does see he's going to lose. Because in the primaries, it was all, look at the polls, look at the polls, look at the polls. And it turned out the polls were right. Um, yeah. That he was going to win. 
And now in the general election, he's like, don't look at the polls. Polls are lies. They're all lies. They're, they're all in favor of Hillary. And, and it's not the case. The polls are probably pretty accurate, I would have to guess. Yeah, we're, and yeah. people are saying, well, he's losing nationally, but you just have to look at the swing states. He mm-hmm. loses every single swing state. Yeah, I mean, he's... They're like, national polls don't matter. I'm he's like, losing, like, don't, he's but, losing in, like, Arizona. Yeah, well, he, yeah he'll lose because they have such a high Hispanic population. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have a prayer. No, he really doesn't. He doesn't. He's not going to win. I mean, if the election were held today, he would win seven or eight states. He'd win the Deep South. Yeah. That would be it. This is his only chance. Which, this is unfortunate that the Republicans picked the worst candidate ever to go against the worst candidate ever. It really is. Um, and it doesn't matter who he picks for VP. No. You know, he put Billy Graham as VP. It wouldn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Jay Paul as VP. The thing is, this is what I've thought about. Well, we can't forget that the Republican establishment could have got behind Ted Cruz and got and cleared the path for him, and they didn't do it. They ra- they would they, they decided we'd rather have Donald Trump and lose bad than have Ted Cruz and have a chance to win. Yeah, because a lot of people were saying at the end the, the slogan was lose with Cruz or whatever. But that's not true, because the establishment, if they wanted Ted Cruz to win, they could have put all their resources behind him. But the establishment split. He had Lindsey Graham and people like that. They were like, yeah, we really do need to support Ted, because Donald Trump's so bad. But then you had but you had the Republican National Committee, and you had um, a lot of establishment. John Kasich. <laughs> John Kasich. Well, John Kasich's never Trump, though. I don't understand him. That, that was ridiculous. Because, well, at first, well, I thought he, like, he really just cleared the pathway for Trump to win. Like, that was his entire job. And now that he's out, John Kasich, it's clear that John Kasich really thought he was going to win. Like, John yeah, Kasich is really delusional and crazy. I used, I used to think he was just helping Trump out because he wanted to be Trump's VP or something. And now it's clear that John Kasich is an actual insane man. He thought he was going to win. Yeah. And he thought that because he, he won Ohio, that they would give him the nomination. He really thought that, and he doesn't like Trump. And in the entire debates, did he ever say one thing bad about Donald Trump? No. He'd always say, "Oh, the tone up here is terrible." And I'm just a nice guy from Ohio. We haven't heard John Kasich in a while, but uh, he would always say stuff like that. But he never would say, hey, Donald Trump's a loser, and you don't need to listen to him. Right. Of course nobody did. Ted Cruz should have done that at the beginning. Everybody should have. If they just treated him like a joke at the beginning. <laughs> then it would have, he would have gone away. Yeah. Everybody should have treated him like a joke. They should have treated him like a joke, and they should have... I mean, and if they did, we might have, we might have ended up with Jeb. I doubt it. Because Donald Trump... No, Jeb Bush had no... Not even even without Donald Trump, I think Jeb Cruz Bush had no chance. Cruz would have Those, the, Yeah, the Jeb people would have just gone to Marco Rubio. Yeah, that's true. It would have been Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. And that's what been, it would have been. And we would have been happy either way. I would have much preferred Ted, but Marco, he's okay. Not, he's palatable. He's good. Marco's actually really good. I like Marco. Yeah. If Marco was running today, I'd vote for him. Well, yeah, easy. I'd vote for Mitt Romney today, though. I've said that. Yeah. So that's kind of a easy. <laughs> I'd vote for Jeb Bush today. Yeah, probably would against Hillary. That's the thing. Hillary Clinton would have made everybody come behind any of those candidates. Yep. Any of them. I think Jeb Bush would have been the worst to put up besides yeah, Donald. Yeah, but I mean his like... his name is Bush. But I think Bush versus Clinton, I think people would have yeah. voted Bush. 
Yeah, I think it would be like, uh, yeah. We so, gotta do what we gotta do. Right. Exactly. I, I think anybody could have, um, anybody could have beat Hillary. I think, like, Ben Carson could have beat Hillary, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, um, it's just, a, it's just a bad situation. It is. And I think that uh, we'll, um, have you, uh, um, now, I know you've, you've not had internet recently. That's true. But, uh... I'm out in the boonies. Yeah. So you've just been watching Iron Chef, is that what you said? Yeah, I watched... Yeah, I did watch a lot of Iron Chef. <laughs> Iron Chef America. I watched an interesting movie, um... A couple nights ago, I guess? Mm-hmm. Thursday night? Uh, called The Giver. What's... Um... It sounds familiar. Who's it, in it? It's got, um... Oh, what's the guy's name? The dude. Oh, the dude. Yeah, it's got him Jeff in it. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah, and then it's got Meryl Streep in it. Hmm. I've heard of this movie about now. It's pretty good. It. It's like, it's kind of like a, a dystopian type movie. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. It was. Was it better it was than worth... Tron? I don't know about. Tr- I've never seen Tron. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I not. It's a lot different. It's kind of like. I mean, it's more. It's more like. Uh, 1984 or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. 1984 is a... That's a pretty good movie. It's, it's more right, it's so more like that. Pretty good concept. I guess I haven't seen the movie. Right, everybody but, like dresses the same. You get assigned a job and... like It's, it's kind of like that. Uh, maybe it's more like Brave New World. Yeah. You know Brave New World? Yeah, it's something like that. it's more like that. Yeah, everybody they have their community or whatever. I read the Cliff Notes for Brave New World. Huh. Yeah. Was, the Cliff Notes were okay. <laughs> um, so, I had um my first semester at Auburn. I had a science fiction as intellectual history class, which I thought, well, that sounds like a fun class. Until I re- found out I had to read like ten novels in a semester. <laughs> it took me a whole semester to read one book, maybe like I maybe could get through one. And so I did a lot of Cliff Notes. Like it was a book every two weeks. Yeah, that's. that's, inc- that's I, I'm I'm not a fast reader. No. I'm not a fast reader. I'm sorry. So, I read the first one was Frankenstein. I read all that, and it was good. Frankenstein's a good book. If you want to read classic literature, Frankenstein's good. I think that's the only No, I read two or three of them all the way through. Mm. Which, sorry. Well, um, yeah, anyways, it was a pretty good movie. It's yeah. worth watching. It, they just put it up on Netflix okay. and Amazon Prime and everything, so. Maybe I'll do it. Um... But yeah, um, I said I was going to watch Black Hawk Down. Did not do that. Didn't have the opportunity. No, that's a great movie. I know. And what was the other one I said I was going to watch? It was another war movie. It was another war movie. I can't remember. I don't remember either. It was the same genre. Thirteen hours. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. Yeah, it's Red Box though. If it's at the Red Box, I'll watch it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um. Let's see. I was gonna. What was I gonna ask you? Heflin, oh. Alabama does have a red box. Oh, that's good. At the Dollar General. Hmm. Um. So, uh, who do you have winning the Heisman Trophy this year? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. That I don't even think there's a question. I don't think he's gonna win. Who do you got? I think it's gonna be Christian McCaffrey. He's good. Leonard Fournette's too good. I really think. Like last year, he should have won. 
Who won last year? Derrick Henry. That's right. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's a lot better than Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Alabama fans. You're going to be offended, but of the last ten Heisman winners, the two from Alabama are the worst of them. Yeah. Like, by far. Mark Ingram's not that great. No, he's not good at all. I mean, I mean you could Alabama any, had... You could put any under, running back back there, and it would have been great. Then. Well, well, this... Well, Alabama had has two or three better running backs. Eddie Lacy was better. Yeah. And, and Trent Richardson was better, better there. That year, he's yeah. better. Mark Ingram's not that great. Sorry, Bama. And Derrick Henry. Like Derrick Henry's Yoda good. was a better running back. Yep. Derrick Henry's good. I'm not saying Derrick Henry's bad. He's just not Heisman Trophy good. No. Yeah. Especially when Christian McCaffrey had such better numbers. And it's so funny because Alabama went forever without having a Heisman Trophy. But now that Nick Saban's there, they're like, oh, they're Alabama. They should win the Heisman Trophy because they play for Alabama. Well, I mean, it's just it's because they only give it to t- to somebody that's in the national picture. Well, yeah, that's true. Because if they're doing, if they're going to win the national championship, or if they're going to be in the playoff or BCS game, those are the people that need consideration. Right. It's, and so, it's and it's all about the last part of the year. But but I I only think about it this way. Most of the past ten or fifteen years. The Heisman Trophy winners have all been quarterbacks. Right. Except for Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and Adrian Peterson. No, he didn't win, did he? Mm. <laughs> That's a travesty. I don't even know who won that year, but Adrian Peterson should have won. Yeah. He Adrian Peterson's about the best running back that's ever lived. Yeah. I'd say he's going to finish career top five all time. Oh, yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, but anyways, running backs don't win the Heisman unless they play for Alabama now. And they don't even have to And be because great. of the quarter, it was a down year for quarterbacks, a real bad year for quarterbacks last year. The quarterback almost won, though, did he not? Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And he's good. He's good, but, I mean, he didn't have stellar numbers. Yep. He had pretty good numbers. Um, I thought, I think Zeke Smith was better than Derrick Henry, though. I do, too. Leonard Fournette's better than... Oh, yeah, he's the better running Nick Chubb's a better running back. Nick Chubb's really good. I mean... Yeah, I mean it's it's all I about think it was all about the third they, best in the SEC. Right, because I mean if you look at his numbers, he got them all. A lot of them was late numbers, mm-hmm. or and he would never get. He got he would have those big runs, but it would be like he didn't get hit until he hit a 150 pound defensive back. You know? Yeah. And they just run him over. Yep. Because they, their offensive I mean, line just destroyed the. And I mean, Derrick Henry's good. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's he's, a, he's, he's a, super he's a, good. He's a really good athlete and big, but. He's not Heisman Trophy good. No, I'm sorry. It's not, he didn't. I know. Uh, I know we're giving the Barner perspective, but I don't know. Put Derrick Henry on LSU, and he wouldn't. He didn't have the. He didn't have that. I don't know the the runs. Like you want to, if you have a running back with that gets a Heisman Trophy, you want him to have this like crazy awesome run, like a big like Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Well, I was watching the top 100 plays of college football last year. Leonard Fournette had two runs on there, both against Auburn, but he had yeah. two really good runs. Because Auburn is the worst tackling team <laughs> in the Especially SEC. Last year. We were the worst. I didn't, I didn't, it was a Will Muschamp team, and we were the worst tackling team in the Especially SEC. the beginning of the year. We got better at the end of the year. Defense got better as we went on. I think our defense will be pretty good this year. Yeah. It Even hurt. Without yeah. yeah. I think we'll be fine. Um. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think Fournette will Christian win McCaffrey. this year. I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey because I think Stanford's going to have a good year and the Pac 10s down. Mm-hmm. But I mean, or Pac 12, whatever. Uh, they're down a little bit, but I mean, so they they have a chance to you know win the Pac 12. 
And then if they win the Pac-12, they, you know, he's going to be in the mix because he's going to have a really good year. Yeah. And I, th- I think LSU's going to drop two or three games. You think so? Yeah, I just... I hope Auburn beats them, but I don't see it. Um, I think Auburn, Auburn always Auburn plays can tough. because we're playing them early. We always play them tough. And we're playing them well, at home. Even last year we got beat pretty big, but we we made a strong showing at the end. Right, and we weren't... I think this year we're going to be better yeah. than last year. We're going to know what's coming. Um, but yeah, we're... We're playing them at home too, which we always play better at home. Yeah, LSU might drop two or three, but I don't LSU could lose to us, and they could lose to Alabama, and they could lose to Ole Miss, Florida, maybe. or Ole Miss. Yeah, so I mean, Ole Miss will be down this year, but yeah, so I mean, I think if they drop three games, he's out of the picture. Do they have a tough not? They usually open with like a they're Wisconsin. They did that last year, didn't they? No, Alabama we're playing at plays. Lambeau this year. That's right. Um, so they could lose to Wisconsin right off the bat. They I don't could. Think I don't think so. It's 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 basically even though it's neutral side, it's basically an away game. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Wisconsin could you know Wisconsin might be great this year. You never know. Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they'll have good offensive be, and defensive line. Wisconsin will be the third best team in the in the Big Ten. It'll be Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan. Yeah. So or Wisconsin, I mean, Michigan yeah. might be good this year. Harbaugh's doing a good job. Yeah, uh, I think we still the jury's out on Harbaugh. I mean, it'll be, he'll be good, I'm sure. But he'll be good. He'll I don't know. Um, he'll be Big Ten good, anyways. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer won a national championship at Ohio State. Yeah. Beat Bama. That's true. Um, yeah, so I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Do you have a prediction for who's going to win the SEC this year? Uh, SEC this year. Um, in my, I think Bama's always the safe. Yeah, they're, they're the safe bet. But my homer glasses are going to say Auburn's going to win the SEC championship this year. We're going to be the only people to say that. But I, Hey, I, hey, I hope, come I back in, in November, hey, December. Luke, Luke called Brexit. I did. I did. I called Brexit. I was the only one. I was the only one. Two weeks before in, I'm calling it. I yeah. said this. And I, and I shared your sentiment of, I wish it would happen, but I don't think that the UK has the they don't have it in them so, but, but I, they did but they I did. don't know why but I, I just had the feel, I had a feeling because I don't know I just looking you, at because I looked at, uh, f- before we yeah. did that because I was researching it I looked at just the hash, hashtag Brexit and tried to find those normal people talking about it and I really felt like there was a sentiment of get out l- like I felt like and it was won- growing they won pretty handily I mean they won by four points 52-48 you know yeah they won by four points yeah. Which is huge, really. Yeah. Because yeah. they were expected to get killed. Yeah. I mean, David Cameron staked his entire political career on, we're not going to vote to leave. Right. So, the next prime minister, it won't be Boris Johnson. It I mean, might be Nigel Farage. Yeah, I mean, they won. Did you watch Nigel Farage's speech? Uh, I didn't watch it all. You should watch it. It's I really, watched part of it. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's... I like that guy. I don't know much about British politics, but I know I like him. I liked. Uh, I watched the speech by the guy that that was the EMP or whatever. Yeah, Nigel Farage. No, no, no. The other guy, it's David something. I'm not sure. Not to look up. I don't know. Anyways, he was the. He's a bald, bald guy. I didn't watch that one. Anyways, his it was it was pretty good. This was actually a a speech he gave. Um. At some, he he gave it before the vote to explain um, why he wanted why he was okay. voting, wanted to vote to leave and he's the he was the you know the 
parliament guy, the guy yeah. they sent to the EU parliament, and he said he wanted to get fired or whatever. Farage is also in the... Oh, so the, I guess both of them did. Yeah. Yeah, but Farage's speech is... If you haven't watched it, I, you can Google it. The Farage speech is really good. Yeah, I mean, After I think left. it's... I don't know. It 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 was this. Everything was just happening at the right. It all just kind of hit at the right time. Yeah. And people are gonna say, "Oh, it's because they're racist they're or whatever." Xenophobia. No, it's yeah. because they. They're. It's because British people have a sense of we're British, and they British... really felt like they were losing that. Yeah, because there's a British identity. The rest of Europe kind of has a European identity, and they kind of all want, like, for the most part. Although Brexit has inspired other countries to be like, hey, maybe we should leave too. Right. But of all of the countries in Europe, I think Britain kind of has the biggest... Um, well, they were the only country really... They I mean, had the like, biggest desire for self-determination and self they were the only. They were the only country when Hitler was making hay of Europe that said, no... You know, you we can't. Stop, you, yeah. you cannot take us over. We're we're all going to die before you take us over. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that was their stance. France, you know, they got took over. Well, because half of France was sympathetic, and then right. the other half just kind of was wishy washy. Right. So I mean, every every other country was just yeah. they just let them take it over, and, they just and England lied said down. no, you're not taking us over. Yeah. I mean, so that I mean that they've always been different than the rest of Europe. British, uh, yeah, kind British of the same identity way, is independent. Yeah. Right, kind of the same way that America is different from Britain and Europe, Britain's different than regular Europe. Yeah, and, and the British people made a, they they just went out there and they made the statement of, we're British, and we're, we're, we're primarily British and we're not European, and we're not going to be ruled by a class of unelected bureaucrats in Brussels. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, you know what? I mean, in the long run, that's good. I, I think, think it's, I think it's good. I think it'd be good in the short run. I think there might be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of. I mean, there's um, gonna be tur- turbulence, and there's gonna be some, yeah, trepidation. But I mean, I think it's in the long run. I, I it's really good think it's, it's good for Britain. It's good for Britain for sure. Yeah, it might not be good for the EU. No, it's not gonna be good the for EU the EU. Might fall apart without Britain. Germany will prop it up as long as they can. Yeah, but yeah, Merkel. They want that control. They want to. They're sure. they're just as happy either way because they get they're probably more happy because they get more control. Yeah, that's true. They don't have to fight Britain. They're like okay. I guess <laughs> just, we, just we, like we Hitler, lost they some. Get to, they get to rule over Germany without Britain getting in the way. <laughs> or yeah, they get to rule over Europe. Yeah, because I mean they they do they they're the only ones that are actually. So so Merkel essentially did what Hitler was trying to do. He just took over Europe. Um, and got rid of all British influence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, I bet you they will, they will crack down on any other country trying to leave the EU. They won't allow it. It will be. I mean, yeah, because the EU is not like the United Nations. You know, it's not like NATO. Right. I mean, and plus they didn't use the euro in in Great Britain. They were. They already very... had some autonomy. Yeah. Exactly. And so they didn't. They were never fully assimilated, but the rest of the countries, I think for the most part at least, they're assimilated into the EU, and so they're going to have a tougher time leaving, and they're going to you know, not want to leave, and the European Union, I think it'll be kind of almost, the European Union has become such an entity that it's basically a nation unto itself, 
run yeah. by bureaucrats. And so they'll crack down on it, like, you know, how before the Civil War in the United States, the states were independent entities, and then afterwards, uh, or at least that was the argument for secession and all that. And so I'm pretty sure, I bet the EU won't allow secession, basically. That they won't let countries vote to leave, that they're going to... And if somebody does, they might fight to keep them in. I think it might be a civil war type situation. Now you could be right. Um, That's a bold prediction for further down the road. Um, but a lot of countries want... It's, it's either going to be that or there's going to be a mass exodus from the EU within the next 10 years or so. Yeah, the EU will collapse if they... It'll either collapse or there will be some sort of military presence to... Or at least countries. real economic sanctions or whatever. The, the, like, yeah, real intimidation. Maybe not, there'll be intimidation to keep countries from leaving. Right. They're not going to let countries come and go. Yeah. Um, so it may be a good thing that England got out when they did. Yeah. Because they might not have had another chance. Yeah. Um... Well, but um, it's a really interesting situation. International politics is very... Uh, we don't talk about it, We don't see it very much. But something like this, as big as it is, it's really cool to look at, you know, kind of a different perspective. Because, I mean, it's, it's really probably the only time in our lifetime that we've had the whole... It's almost like when the Soviet Union fell. Kind of that change in... It change in, in not, I'm not saying like as it's far It's not the as, same, but... Not the same, but it's it's the first time since then that there's been a major shift in... in yeah. In a... Uh, international. In international, like the way, the way the lines are drawn almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think so. Uh, or at least, you know, in a European way, I'm sure there's African countries. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm saying, like, in the major Western, westernized world. Yeah, in the Western world, that's it. Because, I mean, you're sure there's been, you know, Singapore and places like that, you know. Yeah. Hong Kong and all South that kind Sudan. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, in a, in a Western, westernized world, uh, it's probably, you know, it only happens, you know. In every, the world of Western politics, it's probably... Uh, it's and, a rare I'd have to think about it a little bit more deeply but it's, it's probably the biggest thing to happen in you know, 25 years in yeah probably western political civilization so it's really interesting right it's something really to keep an eye on it's something to because I mean it's not they're really not even exiting for another what two years or something like that yeah and it will and what you really need to keep an eye on is if British Parliament actually lets them do it there's a lot of talk of um, pushback and well, not following through, and I can see there's going because most be politicians people, yeah. didn't want it to happen, so they'll probably do all they can to stop it. Or right, but I, I it'd think, be interesting to see how much push pushback there is. I guess it depends on if whatever Nigel or whatever his Thrive. name is it becomes the prime minister. Yeah, or any pro secession or pro Brexit. Yeah, well, it, ha- it almost has to be. That's why Cameron left. Well, among other reasons, but yeah, yeah. Well, he, that is his stated reason for leaving, is you need a leader that's in favor of leaving the EU, and I'm not, so I'm going to leave. Yeah. Which, he did the right thing in leaving. And I don't even think David Cameron's, like, the worst prime minister ever or anything, but... I, I don't I don't totally understand how they elect people over there, but, you know. Yeah. Well, to the EU, they don't. It's just appointed bureaucrats... But in uh, Parliament and their Prime Minister, I'm not exactly sure. 
I think the royal family was pro-Brexit, of course. They were? I'm pretty sure they were. Because they like they like the autonomy, I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah. I think, to me, it makes sense that they would be pro-independence. Yeah. What if they, I mean, they what don't if, have any real power or anything, but... What if they said, all right, we're just going to be a monarchy again? <laughs> if, uh, if the queen's just like, you know what... Since we're leaving the EU, I'm taking over. <laughs> she just declares uh, rule. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be How interesting. Awesome would be? I don't know. You should have saved that for a next week headline. You could have thrown that yeah. in there. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll just have to think of something else. Oh, Tatwell gave me a good next week's headline, but we were talking about VPP. All right, give, us, give it to us because we're fixing would, to do ours. I don't know. I was going to steal his, but... Um, I'll just read his for you. Oh, we were talking about different um, VPs for... Um, different VP candidates for Donald Trump besides Chris Christie. Right. Like, what if he makes it one of his celebrity endorsers like Bobby Knight or Mike Tyson? Right. That would be great. And he... Um, Tatwell gave me the headline of... Um, Mike Tyson bites off Elizabeth Warren's ear in VP debate. That's awesome. Yeah, that would be really interesting. In a fight between uh, Mike Tyson and Elizabeth Warren, I mean, Mike Tyson would kill anybody, but if Elizabeth Warren has like a tomahawk, a tomahawk or a bow and arrow, she's got distance on him. The problem is he has no hair, so it's hard to scalp. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Um, <laughs> but that's not a big deal once, you, once you've got him with the tomahawk, you know. It's almost Don't like you want to see you. This this election is almost like if you if it was like celebrity death match. Like it's yeah. almost it's almost the cast of characters you have. Well, can you imagine a a, a debate where like Bobby Knight is debating Elizabeth Warren? I mean, that's just as ridiculous as Donald Trump debating Hillary Clinton. That's true. It's equally ridiculous. Yeah. And awful. Yeah. All right, so um, do you have a next week's headline? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stay in the same vein there. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's um, Bobby Knight chosen as VP, throws chair at Elizabeth Warren. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be interesting to see. <laughs> if um, if Trump picked Tyson as his, as his running mate, though, I like the slogan Trump Tyson. You'll get tired of winning. I think that's, that, that's the perfect slogan. They're both yes. winners. You get tired of winning. That you're just gonna bite somebody's ear off. <clears throat> I don't even need this anymore. If if he picks Mike Tyson as VP, I hope Hillary Clinton picks Evander Holyfield. <laughs> uh, mine is almost is in the same vein, but uh, oh, it's gonna be Chris Christie. Selected as VP. He won the eating contest. Uh, is that a 4th of July theme for yeah. the Nathan's hot dog? He ate uh, the most hot dogs. Of <laughs> like Chris Christie and Mike Huckabee. He and beat Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Uh, what's the Japanese guy's name that always wins? Like Kobayashi or something like yeah. that? Yeah. That I might just have been incredibly racist by making up a name there. I think you're but right. But I think that's right. I think you're right. I think that's right. I, I really think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that seems about right. That seems probably about the way that Donald Trump would 
selective EP, actually. Because he's a winner. He wins. I need somebody who wins. So whichever one of you can eat the most hot dogs. Oh, nah, I can't, I can't it faded to Bernie almost. Yeah, I can't do Trump. I, no. You, I mean, I can't do much of anybody. You need I really I can do Kasich. You need Kasich. But, uh, but yeah, I can't do Trump. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I can't do anybody, so... You need to start working on Bill. Bill's the common one and the easy one, Bill Clinton. Yeah. So I bet you could get that one. I can do Hillary Clinton! Yes! You can. She's so. She, she's, I can. I'm Hillary Clinton. That's not very good. That's, that seems about right. Okay, well, I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not good. Um, this is what it sounds like in my head when I hear this talk. Yeah. When um. Don't you want a woman some, president? That kid that did all the impersonations. Did you watch that video? I watch it. He does Hillary really well. Really? Yeah, I thought of all the... His Donald isn't strong. His Bernie and his Hillary are both really good. Oh, you should watch that video. It's good. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. He, some eighth grader. It's <laughs> really funny. I'll have to watch it. His Bernie is really funny. It, his Bernie... I think his Hillary is the best of his impressions. He does Ted Cruz, too. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so that's been uh, this week's episode of News on the DL. Yeah, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at News on the DL. My personal Twitter is at D underscore Glovernator. Uh, I don't have tweets of the week, but you should, I tweeted two funny things this week. Or one of them, News on the DL tweeted. Right. And one of them, I tweeted. Let's see. Um, I have I have a funny tweet that I thought would be good. Tweet of the week. Uh, well, I'll read yours, actually. Whenever I leave a place, I don't just leave anymore. I drex it. I drex it. That's pretty good. I do. And I leave everybody else around me less financially secure. OJ Mayo sounds like the worst culinary experiment of all time. That's, <laughs> news on the DL tweeted that. that was I, a good I one. won't claim credit for myself, but I did. All right. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah. Tariffs are the best if, if you're, you're stupid. stupid. Yeah, that's all that. That's yeah. Funny. Um, if history teaches us anything, Germany only has Britain's best interest in heart. <laughs> that was David Berg. Uh, he's funny. So, uh, those are my tweets of the week. Uh, yeah, you can see some of these retweeted from us. Uh, um, yeah, that was all of my personal account, but uh, you can uh, find the one of those tweets on the News of the DL account. Yeah, exactly. You can also uh, like us on Facebook. Yeah, News on the DL. Uh, and you can email us at, at news on the DL. News on the DL at, at gmail.com. Yep. So uh, that's it for this week. We will talk to you again soon. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure that uh, uh, that meeting with Bill Clinton had nothing, you know, had no sway over what's going to happen to Hillary Clinton in the next couple of weeks. We, we didn't even talk about Hillary and Benghazi when there was a bunch that came out over that. Yeah, we didn't even touch on that. We'll have to do a mini episode on that because we're already at fifty minutes, which is longer than anybody wants to listen to us talk. So, um, except for us, yeah, apparently. Because when we sat in here and talked about nothing for like thirty minutes before we started recording, <laughs> uh, maybe not thirty minutes. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, that's been uh, this week's episode. We will talk to you later, and just have a great week. Have a happy Fourth of July. Hopefully, the next by the next time uh, we talk to you, the world has not ended, and uh, 
we're still all alive. Exactly. Well. Remember Independence Day when Will Smith saved us from the aliens. This is our Independence Day. Thank you, Bill Pullman. Thank you, America.